The following is a Journeywise Network production. God is a God of beauty. He is the ultimate creator. If we open our eyes and look outside, we see his beauty, his order, his creation, all of it. And it brings us so much joy if we allow it to. But so often, I feel like when we find ourselves in our homes, the four walls that we have been blessed with and gifted with, that that beauty, that order, that joy often escapes us in that place. In today's conversation, I'm talking to a friend of mine who we're going to talk about bringing some of that beauty, bringing some of that order of the God of creation into our homes so we can choose more cheer in our everyday lives. Let's jump into today's conversation. Hey friends, welcome back to the Choosing Cheer podcast. I'm so excited today because we have my friend, MK Decker here with us in the studio, and I am so excited for you to be here this morning, Mary Catherine. It is my joy to be here today. Yes. Well, listen, guys, you may recognize her. Uh, Mary Catherine is on our first season of the podcast, and we were so blessed by her sharing her story with us. So if you missed that episode, I want to encourage you to go back and give it a listen. You'll get to know her a little bit better. But today I invited her on to talk about a little bit of a different topic. So as you guys know, this season, we're walking through how to choose cheer in life's everyday, ordinary moments in the simple, in the mundane. How are we looking for and experiencing the joy of Jesus in our lives? And when I was thinking about this, there were a couple of categories that kept coming up in my head. And one of those was just in our homes. So in our environments, in the place that we spend the most of our time, how are we choosing cheer? How are we finding joy? Also, how are we being distracted from that cheer and distracted from that joy in those spaces? And as I was thinking about those things, you kept coming to my mind to be the person to talk with us about it. And so um, I know that you are a wife, a mom, an artist. You are a business owner, super successful in what you are doing. God has just blessed you and you bless so many by what you do. So tell us just a little bit about what you do and what inspires you. Well, thank you. You're so sweet. I'm Mary Catherine Decker. I go by MK Decker Designs, and I share a lot about um, making your home beautiful, specifically through art. So I I say that I'm the guide, and I help you figure out what pieces you need that are right for your space and to make your home beautiful. But with that, I really like to share a lot of very helpful tips and tricks to not just have beautiful artwork, but have a beautiful home and also share kind of the heart behind that and why I think it's something that's worth investing in, worth pursuing and um, worth putting our, our time into because ultimately we are getting to serve our families and glorify God through our homes. Yeah, what a beautiful outlook. So I think so often when we think about that or when we hear that, the message that we get is usually from the secular world or from the culture that's telling us, uh, you know, your house should look a certain way. You should buy these things. You need these things, whatever. It's hard for us to think about that in a lens of our faith most of the time. There's not a lot of voices about that. Right. So how do we think that that connects to our faith? Right. Well, I like to think of it this way. God loves beauty. 
God loves order. God is the ultimate designer and he cares about the little details. If we think about if you pick up a leaf and you see all of the crazy detail that God put into a leaf or that God put into our fingerprints <laughs> and how much he cares about design and yeah. about beauty. Yeah. And God chose us to reign over the earth and to rule the earth and to make it beautiful. And I want to live that out through my home. And I want people to come into our home and say, wow, this is so beautiful. This is like glorifying to God. This is from God. And I want everything to point back to him. And when I create a home that is a safe place for my family, that's a clean place, that's organized, that's enjoyable, cozy, comfortable, that helps my family to be the best people that they can be. Because how can we be at peace when our homes are just a mess? I think if you look at, look at it in that perspective, then everything changes. Yeah, it changes your perspective. I want you to tell everybody because you and I, when I first called you and said, hey, I want you to come on and talk with me about this specific topic. Your response back to me was, <laughs> I don't think I'm the person to talk about this. Tell tell everybody about that right. conversation. So I work from home. And so the, it was right before Christmas. It was a crunch and we were we had over 30 different paintings all over the house trying to get them done for people before Christmas. And my house was a total wreck. There was gold leaf everywhere, resin, paint. It was just a nightmare. And I felt like I was a fraud. If I were to come on here and talk about your home should be beautiful. And so I think there's a lot of grace there. And I think we can learn. And I think that it's a process. And that's just why it matters so much is because I felt kind of like a mess that week. And I felt like it was temporary. But I just think it's that important and, and so worth pursuing. And no, I'm not perfect. And I don't have it all together. But it's still something that means a lot to me and always will. Yeah, that you find joy in. I think, uh, you know, I my response back to you was, I think you're exactly the person for this conversation, because I think that's what we need to hear. So many of us that are working, or if you're not working, and you're raising kids, you know, there's just some days that it's just not there, right? I left my house this morning in a disaster. <laughs> did I feel good about it? No, I did not feel right. good about it. Did it stress to me that it was chaotic? Yes, it did. But today, right. I just was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going right. to spend time in the word instead this morning right. instead of cleaning my house. And so I think it's important to remember the priority right. in that. Right. And I think it's also important to remember that that is important too. And that that can be a distraction from the things right. that God wants us to do. So when my house is chaotic, I don't feel as at peace. Right. Which puts a wedge between me and right. God. And that chaotic doesn't just mean like things are out of order. It could be in the way we interact with each other, right? Yes. It's at the temperature of our home. If I'm frustrated with Josie Lou because she has toys everywhere, then I'm not really uh, showing the joy of Jesus right. to her right. in that moment. Or if right. I'm frustrated with my husband for leaving his socks on the floor, right? that's not really glorifying God. Well, so, I love what you that? said about setting the temperature for our homes. And yeah. one thing that I learned early in my marriage was it doesn't matter what kind of day that I've had or what frustrations I have. 
when my husband walks in the door after a day of work, I want to greet him with a hug, with a joyful voice, with a smile. And I want to set the tone for our evening together right when he walks in the door. And we talked about this in the first podcast that we are either actively or passively setting um, the tone and creating the environment for our home. And as women, as mothers, we are really the gatekeepers of that. We are we really have more power and more influence in our homes than I think that we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, yeah. And I think stressful children um, and children that are not thriving, I think maybe that could come from a mother that is not setting the temperature of the home for peace and for patience and kindness and love. And how can I um, make the foundation of my home based on love Mm. and um, kindness and goodness and that's what it's all about. I, I think we could both identify people in our lives that have it all materially, that have the most beautiful home, have all the treasures that someone could could ever want, and they're just not happy. Yeah. And yeah. the people in their home are miserable. Mm. And that's not what it's about. It's right. about thriving in our homes, not just because they're beautiful and clean and nice, but because there's peace there and right. joy and encouragement. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means, you know, in your state before Christmas where there's art all over your house and you've got gold leaf on the floor, (laughs) that God is glorified. And then in this season, maybe when it's a little bit more put together, that God is glorified, right? And so we learn that our our joy, our cheer is not based on our circumstances, what's around us, but that when we take notice to the things that you said God is the the designer, like He's the ultimate one, like He's creator. He is beauty. He desires beauty. He has put a longing in our hearts for things that are beautiful. And when we pursue that, when we chase that, we find a little bit more joy, a little bit more cheer right. in our lives. Right, definitely. Yeah. So, what do you think it is? We've talked a little bit about it that really steals our cheer or steals our joy in our home environments? I think that, of course, Instagram, Pinterest, it's all so fun to gather tips and tricks and um, information. And we are in the home business. My husband is a (laughs) home builder. Yes. So we're constantly building new, beautiful homes. And it's um, what we love to do. And of course, we're building all these nice, beautiful homes, and we buy um, a home that's older with a lot of problems. And that sounds like an oxymoron, right? Like we, that's what we do. We build new perfect homes, and we buy a home with a lot of problems. But we knew it was where God wanted us to be and raise our family, and it just, it checks a lot of boxes for us. But there was a, a couple weeks where I was so ungrateful. Everything was a problem. Everything I was just so frustrated with. And I was just ready to just throw in the towel. And it was just like God hit me. And he was like, I brought you here and I'm going to see you through. There's a purpose and all the problems that you have are good problems mm-hmm. because you have a home. You have a roof exactly over, right. over your head. There's always something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. The warm sheets on your bed, the closet to hang your clothes, a a cozy spot to sit down and read a book. There's so much to be grateful for. And my perspective changed on that. And I think just practicing gratitude in your home, even if it's not your dream home or 
your dream furniture, but just being grateful that you have a home and a right. place to go is, is everything. Right. Right. Yesterday was, it was so cold last night and I was driving and we um, passed a homeless man and we stopped and we talked with him and, and I just got tears in my eyes as we pulled away because he was going to be really cold that night. Right. And I wasn't. Right. You know? And so it's that, that smack in the face sometimes is what we need to remember what we, and what we have and to be grateful for that. The story that comes to my mind is I was visiting Honduras and I remember walking into a home of a woman and the floor was dirt. It was mm. dirt floor. And she was just sweeping away mm. at that dirt floor. And I remember I just paused and I looked at her and I watched her and I thought, what is she doing? Like, why is she sweeping? Like, she's literally just stirring up the dirt. But it didn't matter the the stateliness of her house. She took pride in her home. Right. And she was taking care of it. And she was looking for ways to improve it and to keep it clean. And she took honor in her four walls and a dirt floor. Right. And it was such a reminder to me when I get frustrated about having to vacuum my floor. Right. And so this, this reminder of perspective and how important that is. And to, to really be good stewards of what we've been given and to look for ways to use what we've been given to glorify God. How are we opening our homes? Yes. How are we inviting people in? Yes. And that was um, one thing that I wanted to touch on is when we first bought our home, we could not wait to entertain because the past few years we had been living in smaller places where it was harder to entertain. And that was one of our big things. And it's been one of the things that has brought us the most joy Yeah, is inviting people in, whether it's um, a dinner for friends and having an excuse to go buy flowers and light candles or whether it's having our family over to watch a football game. That has been so life-giving, not only to who we bring in, but to us to get to bless other people. And that's what our homes should be about. Not just blessing our family, which is so important, but blessing other people and um, sharing community and Mm -hmm. eating meals together and encouraging each other and laughing and playing games and We have really, really enjoyed that. And I would challenge anybody to, um, this month, invite people over. Um, The Super Bowl is coming up. Have somebody over for the game. That has been really, really a blessing to us. And even if everything's not perfect, right? Like your house still has problems. Yeah, it does. Like it's not perfect. Like you had a squirrel come through. Yes, and the squirrel is still there somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I just had a squirrel problem, too, at my house. I'll give you a guy's number uh, yeah. that can come and get your squirrels. But even if everything is not perfect, right. do not let that keep you from bringing people into your home because that is God's desire for us to be in community. Mm-hmm. And so often now, that's just, you know, I would find that that would keep me from inviting people over. Like I would want to, but then I would feel like I would have to clean or get everything together or whatever, which it is good to do that. It's fun to do that, but don't let things not being perfect keep us from using our homes for community. Because we're real people and I think people appreciate seeing somebody that's authentic and doesn't have it all together Mm -hmm. and to just share that we're just normal people that want to 
invest in each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think you shared before that you uh, grew up with your mom. You always had people in your home. And I grew up the same way. I, I explained to people, I feel like our house was a revolving door. Like my mom was always inviting somebody over for dinner. Like it, we just had all these random people just coming in and eating with us. And that left such a, a mark on me and right. such a desire for me to want to right. do the same thing. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I think there's a lot of power in just sitting down and sharing a meal together. Yeah. A lot of goodness. Well, that's how Jesus did his ministry, right? So much of his ministry was around a table. Right. And around food and around people. I was reading actually this morning about him sitting with the sinners and the tax collectors and the Pharisees asking his followers, why is your leader eating with sinners and tax collectors? It's like, he said, I didn't come to heal the healthy. The healthy don't need a doctor, the sick do. And I've been convicted. Who am I inviting in my home? Is it only people who are like me? Right. Or is it different people? People that Jesus would have invited into his right. home, around his circle when he was walking. There. Right. Yeah. So I think that what you kind of alluded to this, that we see so much perfection that is so idealized on Instagram, on social media. What do we do with that? How do we kind of look at that and go, okay, that's beautiful. And I love that, but it doesn't have to define me. Right. I think it's all about the condition of your heart. If you have the most beautiful home and you're living with your hands like this, then you can't do anything for God. But everything we have is from God. And so if we live with arms open wide, God, what do you want us to do with our home? How can we bless you, God? How can we live our lives to glorify you and to honor you and to live with arms open wide? I think it's all about the condition of your heart. Mm. So if you are living stingy, it's my house, it's my stuff, then that's not um, glorifying to him. And I think it's just all about the condition of your heart. And um, if you are envious and if you're comparing and you're ungrateful, that's not a good condition of your heart. It's about saying, God, like I have a desire to have a beautiful home. And so I'm going to do what I can now. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to be a good steward of it. I'm going to invite people in, even though it's not perfect. And just having the the right attitude, I think, mm-hmm. is how we survive this crazy world of social media and comparison. Yeah, comparison. I think comparison breeds uh, coveting, right? Right. And so I find myself on Instagram and then I'm looking at things and I'm going, I didn't know I needed that. But after I saw it, I'm like, heck yes, I need that. And then I think about it afterwards. And there's some good to that. But marketers are brilliant. Like they know what they're doing, right? Right. And they are creating needs that we didn't even know we had. And so it can be a vicious cycle. And it also can, I think, sneak up on us, right? Right. I don't think anybody sets out to be envious, right? Right. Or to be stingy. That's not words we would like to think describe us. Right. But when we really look at our lives and how we're living, right. What do they say about us? What do they say about us? You know, the enemy is a master at sneaking in, making us think that we are seeking the right things. And in the end, we end up with feelings or emotions that we never set out 
to have. Right. And I think a lot of the habits that we do in our daily life help us to gatekeep from letting those things creep in. I think mm. I've heard the, the first 10 minutes of your day, what you do sets the tone for your whole day. So yeah. if you immediately wake up and roll and start scrolling on your phone, that comparison might sink in or anxiety or stress. But yeah. if you immediately like um, get your cup of coffee and associate that with opening your Bible, you've set a good habit that's going to start your whole day off on a joyful and beautiful way. And I think also making up your bed first thing in the morning sets your day off to be, I'm organized, I'm clean, I'm productive. And I think that's actually statistically proven to be a positive thing you can do and start your day. So by bringing in these positive habits into our lives, we can gatekeep our homes and our minds to be glorifying to God and to live life to the fullest. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Here at JourneyWise, you hear us talk a lot about walking daily with Jesus. We are pretty passionate about it because we have witnessed what a difference it makes when we spend every day with Him in His Word and through prayer. We have developed a 365-day journey with Jesus through the Gospels chronologically called the Life Along the Way series. You have heard me mention our first book, Jesus With Us, that was released last fall. Our second book, the second 90 days in the series, released January 16th, and we are so excited about it. We've watched how just a few minutes a day reading through the Gospels, following the life of Jesus has been a game changer for people. Individuals, small groups, Sunday school classes, and even entire church congregations have responded with reviews of how their lives are being changed by spending time daily with Jesus. We want you to get your copy. It's not too late for you to jump in and join the journey. When I think about material possessions, when we talk about homes and our possessions and things that we have, I often think about Jesus's teachings of storing up for yourself treasures in heaven, not things on earth that are going to rust or rot where moths will uh, come in and destroy, where thieves may steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. When I think about that, I think it's exactly what you were talking about of this condition of the heart, right? Right. It's about what are our priorities, right? What's important to us and remembering that this is our temporary home, right? So how do we live that out? I know we've, we've talked around it, but what are Mm -hmm. some real practical ways as we kind of wrap up that we can start living this out this week? I think you're right. We did touch a lot on it, the condition of your heart and to to live life with eyes open to how can I serve my family in my home? How can I serve other people in my home? And to remember that Jesus came to serve other people. And so our homes are a beautiful way to live in service to him. And ministry mm-hmm. starts at home. Right. Ministry starts with our families. And it starts with making oatmeal in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And it starts with reading your Bible to your child. And it starts with praying for your family. And Mm -hmm. I think that we live a kingdom life Mm -hmm. by setting our minds on things above. And it is important to have beautiful art in your home. I always think that's important. But to know your why. And is your why to make it a place that your family loves to be and a place where your 
where you can entertain your friends and make it a safe place for your family. So having a service oriented mindset helps. Yeah helps with that. And you've talked to me about that, that you have that mindset with your business, right? Yes. You see that as you are, are genuinely serving yes. your community. Yes. And yeah. it, when I, when I post about art, it's not about me. It's about you. It's about what can we make that will make your life better, mm. your home more beautiful. And it's about not how many paintings I sell, but how many people I get to serve. Yeah. And that is such a blessing to get to serve people. Mm. And that changes everything. And yeah. that actually prevents burnout. Because yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, everyone's taking for me. I'm just working so hard. It's about getting to give and serve other people. Mm. And it, it changes everything. And that can be applied to anything that you're doing. Right? Yeah. That can be applied to anything that you're doing. And I think maybe one small, simple step for people to start this week is to think about inviting God into your home, inviting the Holy Spirit into your home. When you talk about praying for your families, I got really convicted a little bit ago because I was praying for a lot of other things before I prayed for my family. So I I flipped that and I began praying for my husband first. Thank God uh, for praise him and honor him. And then I would pray for my husband and then I would pray for my daughters. And just that transition in the order of my prayers just made a huge impact on my mindset of what is my priority, what is important to me. So I think just praying and asking God, just a simple prayer, God, be in our home today. Right. Would you be with us today? We know you're here. Help us acknowledge that you are here. And when I have people over, I try, I don't always do it perfectly, but I try to stop and just say a quick prayer. Lord, let people feel and experience you when they step in our door. Would they Mm -hmm. feel the Holy Spirit when they walk in our house because you live here with us. And so just that simple prayer, I think can begin to transform our hearts and our minds to see our homes as vessels for what we do with them to glorify. Definitely. And one thing to add is our homes are a place of rest. And yeah, we, we can get burned out even from work. It is a real thing. Even if we have a service mindset, Right, But God put it on my heart to go back. I've, I did this before, but to really practice a Sabbath, a true Sabbath Yes, on Sunday. So really not being on my phone, not being on social media, not doing emails, but just resting, doing things that I enjoy doing with my family mm-hmm. and just having a true time of rest. And I think that is um, a big purpose of our homes is to rest. And be able to go out into the world and be the light because we rested. And Jesus modeled that, right? And if he had to rest, how much more (laughs) do we have to rest? Definitely. He was God. He didn't, you know, in his humanity, he modeled that for us. But how much more do we need to follow that command? Not because it's a rule, but because it's going to bless us. Right. And our home should be the place that we're able to do that in. And that's such a good reminder. Yeah. Okay, thank you so, so much for being with us. It is such a joy always to be in conversation with you. Tell people where they can find you. Um, You can find me on Instagram at MK Decker Designs, also on Facebook. And then we have a website, mkdeckerdesigns.com. Yeah, I want you to go check her out. Her stuff is gorgeous and it will make your home more beautiful and make you happy. 
Um, but also she's just a great follow. You are always just spreading the joy of Jesus and spreading cheer in everything you do. And when I think about choosing cheer, you're just somebody that lives it out. And so just thank you for doing that. And I'm blessed uh, by you. you. Thank you. All right, friends, we'll see you back next week. Friends, it's my honor and privilege to get to spend time with you week after week. It is such a joy that you would choose to be a part of our conversation here on the podcast. You are such an important part of what we do. If you like what you hear, I would invite you to share it, pass it along, text this episode to a friend, like, rate, and subscribe to our show. What you do makes a difference. And remember, friend, we're cheering you on.